You're listening to the Charity Champions Podcast. Each year, TFNB Your Bank for Life chooses six nonprofits from around Central Texas to recognize as Charity Champions. Tonight's Charity Champion is... Champions enjoy live on-field presentations at Baylor University home football and basketball games, online broadcast and print marketing exposure, and world-class leadership development through 360 Solutions, all at no cost to the nonprofit. In this podcast, we want to get to know our Charity Champions a little better. We're bringing those who help and those who have been helped into the studio to hear the stories behind the champions. On this episode, Esther's Closet. There are great jobs that these women are capable for, and they just may not have the right outfit on that day to make the right impression. Executive Director Rachel E. Pate explains how the nonprofit benefits women re-entering the workforce. The door is going to open for better job opportunities with living wages. And now, let's get to know our champion. All right, well, welcome to the Charity Champions podcast. Today I have Rachel E. Pate, and you are the director of Esther's Closet, which is one of our newest charity champions. Welcome to the podcast, Rachel. If we could start, can you kind of introduce yourself? Thank you so very much, Randy, for having me. As you said, I am Rachel E. Pate. I work not only with Esther's Closet, but I am also the Vice President of Economic Development for the Syntex African American Chamber of Commerce. I most recently celebrated my four-year anniversary with both the Chamber and Esther's Closet, and I can tell you that it has been an incredible journey and there's still great things to come. When I walked into the door four years ago, we were already standing on the shoulders of giants and continuing to build programs and trainings and opportunities for our community. And Esther's Closet was one of those initiatives that was still very new in its infancy when I came through the door. So as my time has um, lengthened here, I have been able to see tons of women that have been personally affected and touched and helped by that program, as well as businesses and community members that have come through. Me, myself, I am a Waco native, so I was born and raised in Waco. I've never lived in another city. Mm -hmm. I've lived in every part of Waco except for North Waco. I've been a church member of Tolliver Chapel Missionary Baptist Church, which is in East Waco all of my life. So my roots and my family's roots have long been here, and I'm raising my my one son now who will be turning six soon in this same community, um, going to some of the same schools I went to, going to our family church, and showing him around the community that was shown to me and shared with me growing up. So being a part of Esther's Closet and being a part of the chamber has truly enriched my life and given me a better understanding of what it takes to connect to the community and engage the community with the inner workings and information of our city. And I just enjoy being able to help people. I think that's why I love the job and why I do so well in it is I see myself in almost everyone that comes through the door. I see a family member and I want to help them as I would help one of my loved ones or my friends. And so for people who don't know what Esther's Closet is, can you kind of describe that for us? Certainly. Esther's Closet is a self-sufficiency program for women. It began as sort of a boutique and training operation where we were able to outfit ladies with interview clothing free of charge and also seven to 10 items for workwear, for new jobs. And we'd also help them with 
interviews, resume writing, preparing them to get their foot in the door or telling them, you know, certain strategies for advancement, how to apply yourself when you're there and stand out as a great employee. And that has served us and the customers of Esther's Closet very well. But within this last year, we've gotten new leadership and also a, a new focus for what the program can do for ladies. So moving ahead, we are doing workforce development with Esther's Closet and adding to the repertoire of services that we have. So ladies can now come and be a part of the program or rejoin if they were in it before and connect with new jobs, new industries like hospitality and light manufacturing, be able to get workplace training and certifications that are recognized with local employers and offer them a foot in the door and also experience that's needed. And we hope to also help the ladies advance their education and other opportunities um, moving from there. So it's really turned into something that allows us to further empower the women of our community and strengthen their communities that they come from and their families that they're taking care of and um, hopefully set a great trend for young women to find this type of resource if college is not their avenue or they didn't go straight into the career world. So how did all this get started? Our last president, past president, Ms. Levita Brown, she served as chamber president for 12 years. In 2016, just before I came, in March, at a Women of Distinction luncheon, she and an advisory committee of ladies, one of whom is Ms. Alice Starr, who was a big help in helping her co-found it, thought, you know, this is something that needs to be an extension of our chamber and community work, is something that supports individuals. Not everyone is an entrepreneur, but everyone has to find a means of survival. Mm -hmm. And starting with young women was very close to Ms. Brown's heart. She was able to go to job fairs and, and different events and, of course, interview people that would come in. And she noticed that many young women were not prepared. They were not outfitted professionally for those types of positions. They may have had gaps in their resume, didn't know necessarily what to expect on an interview. And so she thought it was her mission to, to bring those ladies into a, a development and a program system that would not only give them tools that they could use, but also give them confidence. And that's something that new clothes can do for anybody. If you have seen, you know, yourself after you've lost weight and you get into a new size, you're like, <laughs> oh man, I, you know, I really look good. Or if you're going somewhere special and you put on something that is a little more extravagant than what you would usually do, and you're like, oh, I clean up nicely. Well, we get that feeling every time we work with a client when they come in and they may not see themselves working in a professional environment or feeling like they belong. And then that, that clothing immediately transforms their physical look, their face, and their feeling about what they can do. And me, myself, being an Esther's Closet client who came mm -hmm. through that program just before starting this job. I like to use my testimony as a way to connect with ladies and say, not only am I painting a picture for you to strive toward and telling you that these goals that you have are not as lofty as you believe, they are achievable. The things that you want for your family are real, but I can also say, look at me. Mm -hmm. I, I am that person that 
wanted to find a better means of support for myself and my, for my son. I certainly had the, the quality and characteristics to be in a professional environment. I just didn't know everything I needed to know. And that's what Esther's Closet did for me and can do for other candidates. So if you don't mind, can we get a little bit more personal and, and you can kind of tell me about your experience with Esther's Closet? Sure, absolutely. In the summer of 2016, I had a, uh, a wonderful job. I was doing home health, had my own client, made my own hours, and it allowed me flexibility to be there with my young child when I wanted to. And I thought it was a job that I would never want to leave because I really enjoyed serving people. Mm-hmm. And so a very good friend and mentor of mine, Miss Linda Weaver, she and I had been working together on projects outside of that because I also did um, wedding and event planning as my own personal business. And so I connected with her on just event planning. And she said, I think there's a, a wonderful job opportunity for you at the Syntex African American Chamber of Commerce. When I pressed her about what the job was, what the expectations were, she told me to just go see. She said, call LaVita Brown and just go see. And when I called Ms. Brown, she kind of did me the same way. She didn't say this is a formal interview or it will bring your resume, be ready with all of this. She just left it open and said, hey, come talk to me at the chamber. So when I, when I came to the chamber that day, I think I was thinking that I know who I am. I know what I bring to the table. They have no choice but to love me and accept me. And they should absolutely know where I'm coming from because this is the African-American Chamber of Commerce. So I took for granted that I would have to prove myself. That's number one. I, I, (laughs) I let my guard down thinking that I had it made on a recommendation and just by the fact that they ought to know who I am. And when I came into the door, Ms. Brown, sweet, sweet lady, but very stern and, and very direct did not take me to her office. She didn't give me a tour. She set me down in the first available area, which is the computer lab. And she, she gave me a once over. And I mean, I could see it and feel it. That's the truth. She, <laughs> she gave me an up and down. She was not hiding it. And after she gave me that look, she asked me, she said, um, do you believe that you are dressed professionally for an interview? And it took me back. You know, I was like, oh, I said, okay. And I, I looked down at myself then to see what she saw. And I said, I guess, well, if you mention it, then I probably not. Mm-hmm. And I shared with her then, hey, I'm a new mom. This is my first time getting back into the workforce. I wasn't prepared to, to be evaluated <laughs> at this moment. I thought I was evaluating y'all, mm-hmm. but she was evaluating me from the moment I walked in the door. So at that moment, we kind of stopped the, the interview or the informal interview, and she introduced me to Esther's Closet. And she left me there. (laughs) She went back to her office and she left me in Esther's closet. And her grandson, who was in the office, a young man, was actually the person who helped me. And so I I went through some clothing and I looked at some stuff. And I said, you know, this reminds me of going to church. This Mm. this is what I would wear to go to Sunday school or go to a funeral. And so I I know that feeling. It was like something that was foreign at that moment. And when when I tried on the clothing and I came out, you know, he's giving me the thumbs up and the okay, like that's absolutely what she's looking for. Like he was my inside man to tell me Mm. how to get the job. So he's like, yeah, the suit, great. The floral (laughs) shirt, not so much. (laughs) And so I was like, okay, well, I will take this black suit and I will also take the floral shirt because I like it. Yeah. And, you know, we'll see what happens. And I left that day 
not knowing where I stood with Ms. Brown, but I knew I had, you know, clothing to prepare mm -hmm. me for the next job interview, which is what I actually did. I went and secured a whole another job with someone else. And Ms. Brown called me maybe over a month later to interview me again. Mm -hmm. And so my first reaction was, what? <laughs> you know, you turned me away and, and sent me to get better clothes. And now you want to see me again. And very quickly, <laughs> uh, my good sense, and I would say God took over and said, you're the one that needs the job. You're the one that has something to prove, so go prove it. And I took that in her critique, in her feedback, in the account. I went home and readied myself in that very nice black suit, which mm -hmm. now I love the suit now. <laughs> and, you know, a nice blouse. I took off what I'd worn. I wore a head wrap that day. <laughs> A nicely wrapped head wrap, but I took my head wrap off. I, I styled my natural hair. I put on makeup. I put on my heels, got my bag from my resume inside, mm -hmm. and I showed up on time for the interview. And when she saw me, literally, her eyes were big and her mouth was open. She was like in awe. And I mean, when we sat down, she was still speechless. And before she could move to the next, she said, I just got to ask you what happened to, to the girl that was here last time? I was like, Miss <laughs> Brown, you know, it, it's still me. I'm still the same young woman, but I took your feedback and I wanted to show you that I can take constructive criticism and respond accordingly. I think at that moment, she knew I was the right candidate and really didn't have any more questions. Mm. I think she knew when I first came in what my credentials were and that I wouldn't have been recommended if I couldn't but she knew that I didn't look the part and that I was not asking enough of myself to step into that role. She knew I would have to grow and stretch and it would be uncomfortable. And that was just the first phase of it was dressing myself mm. for that part. And so that day in that interview, I got two jobs. She <laughs> offered me, number one, she told me she already had hired someone for the assistant to the president job. So the job was gone. She really wanted to see how I came back. And because of the way I came in, she wasn't sure. So she, she, she went with something that she felt was a sure thing. But then she said, I absolutely want to hire you. We will have an Esther's Closet position coming available in a few months. Will, are you willing to wait? And I'm like, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And she said, come back this afternoon for orientation. When I came back that afternoon, she said, we need to renegotiate your job offer. And I was like, what happened? Did someone give me a bad recommendation or reference? Did you find out something? <laughs> she's like, no. She said, the, the young lady that I hired, she said, for some reason, I can't find her. She's not answering my call. She's not calling me back. I can't reach her. And she was so excited. So she said, now I need you and I need you tomorrow to start as my assistant to the president. I mean, that, that to me was blessing on top of blessing. I, I left the very first time thinking, I had no chance, you know, thanks for giving me something to maybe look at for the next job. Mm -hmm. But I didn't think I had an opportunity here. And when I came back correctly and at least took some of what she was trying to give, which was Esther's closet, clothing and business etiquette, taking just that little bit landed me the job. And so I'm here four years later, having been the assistant to the president i did get my promotion in three months after that to public relations and esther's closet coordinator then i promoted to vice president of membership development and most recently over a year ago it's been a year and a half i've been vice president of economic development and now 
at this point, when Esther has grown, I'm back with Esther again, managing <laughs> and overseeing that, that project because there's not been a coordinator since I left the job. Mm. So I'm the best qualified person that's been with her the longest that can really help introduce new women and take it to the next level. But it did start with me recognizing and understanding exactly what it feels like to be in that position. And I bet over your time there, you've seen a lot of women come in just like you. I have seen some incredible, incredible, incredible women. And I mean that I've seen an Esther's Closet client run for school board. I've seen an Esther's Closet client own her own business and and have a food truck now and be looking at a restaurant. Mm -hmm. I have seen women who were able to go to organizations that we work with and partner through the chamber, other nonprofits, other um, government organizations. Not everyone is looking for a small job. There are great jobs that these women are capable for and, and they just may not have the right outfit on that day to make the right impression, but there there is greatness in those clients and <laughs> now you're making me emotional because that is what Miss Brown saw in me. Mm -hmm. She saw that, that I could definitely have all the potential that I have, but she also saw a diamond in the rough. And she would say that all the time. And she would say, diamonds have to be polished mm. under, under pressure and under stress and under tight environments. And she absolutely provided that. Mm. But as a mom, women are in those pressure situations all the time. We are always putting others before ourselves, our families, our jobs, and others' ambitions. And so when you absolutely take the time to reinvest in yourself, to get training, to seek opportunity, it only enriches all of those things that you can touch. And I am a testimony of that. Everything that has gone into me and been poured into me with the chamber, with my jobs, with things even before that, if I could not have impressed her when I came back and been ready that day, who knows where I would be today. I would be mm -hmm. somewhere else unnoticed and unbothered by, by the community. And now I'm in love with it and I can't tear myself away from work. And it's so unfair that sometimes just not looking the right way for the right person at the right time can affect all that. And there could be somebody with immense talent who gets overlooked because they don't have a certain appearance. So you guys are really helping get over that hurdle. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I got to say, I'm a, again, I am a witness. Before I came here, before I was enriched with everything around me, again, I was me. I had this personality and this charisma. No job ever saw me as someone to put at the top hmm. it took me coming to this place and being vulnerable being open letting someone tell me this is what you need to do this is a step you need to take and being open to that feedback and that's what i say when women come in here we don't want to tell you what to do we want to we want to speak to you from from life experience from testimony and it's not just me i'm not the only one all of our office staff, all of our interns have testimonies. And anyone that comes in to work with Esther's Closet clients, I try to explain to them where I was and where some of these ladies may be headed or where they've come from. We've had ladies who have come, you know, not just for employment, special circumstances, 
losing a home, being um, someone that's had to leave an abusive relationship with nothing but your, your clothes and your kids. It has been such a lifeline for women. And like I said, when you live it and you feel it and you breathe it every day, you absolutely just, you make a connection when people come in. You absolutely just see, you see your journey in their journey. And you're like, I want to help you. And because I know this is real, I know what you need to hear. And you have a great namesake for that as well. So kind of explain to people where the name Esther comes from. Absolutely. Esther is biblical. She is Queen Esther from the Bible. Someone that was looked at in her time as being a peasant or being not of nobility and who rose up from her circumstances to being the queen and having the king's ear and being able to save her people. We have a verse on our wall from Esther that talks about being made for a time such as this. Mm -hmm. And it's so very true. Everything that makes you the, the sum of your experiences and, and your, your family's influence, your community's influence, they all prepare you for that moment when you must step out in front and you become that, that hand that reaches out and reaches up for other people to pull them up. And you're the one that can use your knowledge and your experience or your persuasiveness to talk to the powers that be and advocate for someone else who's not in the room. That is what Queen Esther did. Mm -hmm. That is what Miss Brown instilled in me to come in and do. And that's what we want our program to put into those ladies is empowerment that no matter your circumstances, no matter your past or your upbringing, opportunity is always there for those who want it. You need not only ask for it, but be willing for help help is there. You don't just have to go get the job and do it all yourself. There are resources and tools along the way. And Esther is just a, a wonderful matriarch to honor the program and naming because she absolutely did that. And she didn't just do it boldly. She had fear and hesitation with it. She had counsel and advisors and family that encouraged her and persuaded her in the ways of making this happen. And she did. She listened and she acted. So you kind of mentioned this a little bit earlier, but you guys started being concerned about the appearance of women that are coming in and helping them with their clothing and find something more professional. And now you're kind of expanding into workforce development. So kind of tell me, what does it look like as Esther's Closet is evolving? For me, on the inside, being a part of the program, it, it looks like the work has grown so much, we're going to need assistance. And, and luckily, we've been able to secure some interns and some, some extra help. But that assistance will help us have better one-on-one -on -one connections with the clients to be able to check in with them on a regular basis and say, hey, how's that thing going? It didn't work? Okay, let's talk about it. Maybe it wasn't the thing for you. Let me connect you with another resource or another angle um, to the program. But it will give one-on-one -on -one attention to the ladies so that they don't just have to come to us we can now come to them. We can do virtual trainings. We can have regular check-ins with them. For the clients, I imagine if I was not already here at a job, being an Esther's Closet client in the next phase means the door is going to open for better job opportunities with living wages. We are going to be looking at jobs that, that have a minimum payment that we feel is acceptable for people. We don't want to send them to a minimum wage job. We want them to have a living wage. We want them to have benefits. So this may mean if I'm a client and I've not had benefits for myself 
for my children. Now I have an opportunity to have that. I have an opportunity to have a 401k to build my savings, to increase generational wealth and make change in my family. So for us, it's the work of putting it together, but the benefit to the client is now this resource offers more in one place. It offers not just tips and techniques, but it offers avenues to get into position into place and that they feel Esther's Closet is advocating even more for their success. And it sounds like being located in the chamber and being right there with the chamber, this also provides a source and a resource of really highly qualified employees for your members. It absolutely does. That, that is one of the best parts of what we do in having a chamber that has an arm for women in Esther's Closet and a Center for Business Excellence for Entrepreneurs. It all operates in a way that you can find what you need in this space. As I mentioned, we had a client who was Esther's Closet, who has now opened a business. She absolutely used both sides of the office. She absolutely used our computers in here to do that. And so that is what it is. I mean, if you can walk around a corner, you can immediately transition from being outfitted for your business presentation to sitting down and having a conversation about your business plan. It just, it helps us be in tune with the needs of many people. And, and that's why for us as a chamber, it's not just business development. We believe that you can't have community development without workforce development. And so all of that exists and, and, and lives and breathes in this office and it's available to whomever walks in. So as a growing and flourishing nonprofit, what are some of the things that you guys are looking for in order to get to the next level? What things do you need? All right, Randy, I'm going to give the answer that I know every nonprofit would give. Funding, funding, funding. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I say that because I think when you, do, when you do anything, whether you're talking to a business or a nonprofit, everyone needs some type of resource and usually it comes down to a dollar. For us, a lot of that can be contributed through clothing donations or in-kind services from other large partners that can help us market or can provide a sponsorship. But for the community that would love to see this organization be supported and thriving with staff that's keeping up with the needs, we would love to get income or capital to secure two people for Esther's Closet, two people that can oversee the operations and client management and be able to fund their salary for two years. Because what we like to do on our end is continue the fundraising and the grant writing and other things that will sustain it. But getting it started, we absolutely need financial support. If a woman's listening to this right now and they are in need of help and in need of what Closet provides, what's the best way for them to reach you guys? First thing I would do would call would be call our office. Our telephone number is 254-235-3204. And in traditional times, I'll say non-COVID times, we would be here Monday through Friday from nine to noon and one to five. Because of the, the change in health concerns, we are in our office right now, Tuesday and Thursday from nine to three with no lunch hour. So I would advise a lady, give us a call and make an appointment to come see us during one of those times. And that way we can pull clothing and items based on her size and try to keep the traffic in the office down and keep her comfortable while she's in the boutique. 
And likewise, if I'm a business or just somebody who wants to help out, what's the best way to get in touch with you guys as far as trying to do that? Volunteering or giving money, stuff like that? Absolutely. If you want to support Esther's Closet in any way, you may also call the same number, 254-235-3204. If you don't speak with someone, feel free to leave a message because we do check those even on the days that we're not here. So the messages come through. But um, you can also send an email to our staff and the email that they would use would be info, I-N-F-O, at syntexchamber.com. And that will be distributed to our team and someone will follow up accordingly. So what does Esther's Closet look like in five years? Ooh, Esther's Closet in five years is a standalone nonprofit operation. She may still be tied to the chamber in some way but I believe her identity will be secured and people will know her not as an arm of the chamber, but as Esther's closet, because there will be staff, there will be resources all in one place. You can come and get on the computers. You can come and have a training meeting. You can use the boutique. You can sit down and have a business counseling all in one location. So I see Esther growing to a point where she is known for what she does and she steps away from the shadow of the chamber. Anything else I forgot to ask about? The best part of working at Esther's Closet. Okay. Let's see. I would say the best part of working at Esther's Closet is the thank you. Mm. The thank yous. Because that's one thing I learned in home health. You can do something very small for someone, but if it is what they needed, their appreciation and gratitude can be felt. And a lot of women will come in and they don't expect the, the courtesy, the professional treatment, the boutique look and feel. It is a surprise to them that someone has created a, a free resource that is presented so elegantly and that the service that you receive is just like you would at a department store. And it's all free. And when, when you get to giving them everything, give them a handbag, give them an outfit, give them accessories, telling them everything that they need to know, they almost always, I can't remember anybody who just said, all right, and walked out the door, but they almost always say, thank you, thank you, thank you. I've seen tears. I've gotten hugs. I've gotten plants. I've gotten cards. Just from the smallest thing that we started with, which was helping with clothing. So I can only imagine how it really will impact women and the the thank yous we'll receive when we are doing even more to help support them in their journeys. That's wonderful. All right, Rachel, thank you so much for being on the podcast. And I hope everyone has learned a lot more about Esther's Closet and can help you guys out. Well, thank you so much, Randy, for having me. And let me just say it is awesome to be a charity champion. We appreciate the support of TFNB, your bank for life, and also 360 Solutions. Your team has been outstanding, and it is just one of the the great things about working at Esther's Closet this year that we're enjoying as well as being a charity champion. Excellent. Thanks for listening to the Charity Champions Podcast. If you're listening on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, please take a moment to rate and review us. This helps our podcast reach more listeners. Have a charity you'd like to nominate for next season? Visit charitychampions.org and look for the nominate button at the top of the page. You can also find more information on this podcast and all charity champions at charitychampions.org. We'll see you next time.